What's up? Welcome to the Fit Trials Podcast. I'm Tori. I'm an online fitness coach possessed by cultivating fitness transformations. I take the exhausted, tried everything individual and breed them into a healthy lifestyle machine. With guest appearances from other entrepreneurs in all industries, we tackle the trials and tribulations of fitness and business together and have a little fun in between. So if you're ready to level up, let's dive in. What's up, Tori? What's up, Jake? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm terrified driving backwoods Michigan right now. It's uh, pretty scary. It's, it's fine. Are there like, is there, are there animals? Are there? I, there's either animals like children of the corn or just crazy people. Probably a the... squatch. There's probably a squatch or two. Yep. I do. Could be too. <laughs> well, not, and not, not anything you're not used to living no. in Alaska. There's hundreds of squatches up there. I'm one of them. Yeah, you, you've probably seen one. There's probably one like in your backyard. Oh, yeah. They ride moose around. <laughs> oh, yeah, makes sense. They have to get them. some sort of transportation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I guess let's just jump right into it. First, can you uh, introduce yourself and explain what exactly it is that you do? Yeah, so uh, my name is Jake Warden. Do you want like kind of like full history or just kind of brief synopsis or... I want where you were born, your blood type, okay. your... <laughs> so uh, I was born on a holiday, a Utah holiday in uh, 1995, July 24th, uh, Ogden, Utah. It was a pioneer day parade, uh, really hot. Oh and um, single kid, um, you know, my parents just had me, but I had like 40 cousins. So I kind of grew up with like Renta brothers and sisters where I would just be able to go hang out with them and then like leave whenever I wanted to. So that was nice. Um, I went to private school from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade and it was really diverse school. Um, we had kids from like all over the world. And so when I graduated there, I had, you know, 23 different countries that I could go and meet friends in. And that was something I think a lot of people growing up where I was didn't really have like that cultural you know, connection. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was kind of a cool aspect. Um, and I played sports growing up. That was, I mean, that was my main focus. I mean, football, basketball, baseball every day, you know, all year round. If it wasn't one, it was the other one. And if it wasn't one, it was two of them the same day, you know, kind of thing. But mm -hmm. once I got hurt after high school, I kind of figured out, okay, what am I going to do? And just went to the business school at the University of Utah, just kind of walked in there with not knowing anything about what I wanted to do and got approached by Buzz to just taste it like, hey, just leave your Fridays open and apply for business scholars, basically. So I did that. And um, yeah, the rest is kind of pretty crazy story. But, uh, you know, business scholars took me to Spain, um, Europe, you know, really set me up for an awesome you know, undergrad career at the U. And um, yeah, we have the same major and minor, which was pretty wild. But then we, what did we, did we meet each other like the last semester of school? We literally met each other the last semester of yeah. school before we graduated. With the, with the same major and minor, which blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, not a single class together, I don't think. Maybe one or two. Well, yeah, and then we had four, like the three or four together the last one. Yeah, So. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, so once I, uh, well, I guess the last thing I kind of need to add in there is I went to Germany for a while 
um, I was there 11 months doing uh, like an, a study abroad. And then I did an internship with Bosch and looking back on it now, like when I was at Bosch, I didn't think that what I was doing there was going to kind of map the rest of my career, but little, little did I know that, you know, they basically said, okay, Jake, you're going to do these weekly reports, but we want you to automate them in Excel with a macro. And I was like, I barely know how to do the sum function in Excel. So I just sat there with <laughs> headphones in and, you know, University of YouTube it until I figured out how to write a macro that auto- automated these reports for people. And what I did took from that was into my next job. As soon as I graduated college, um, I did the same thing for Rockwell Automation, where the guy who was there before me, it took him three days to do a job that took me 15 minutes. And so, like, I was just sitting there playing Madden. What in the heck? I'm so lost. I, know. Um, I was just sitting there playing Madden all day, you know, and I was like, it was weird because I was a 22 year old kid, like right out of high, uh, out of college, making big impact at a multinational corporation with guys that were like 50, you know, years old. That's who I was interacting with every day, and so, and they were like, they were coming to me for information on how to run Kennecott Copper Mine, you know, and how they needed to get their inventory across. And I was just like, holy crap, this tool is like the most powerful thing that you know, we've seen and it, it totally changes how these people do their job. So yeah, I really kind of doubled down and learned how to do Excel. And that was, you know, kind of my thing. And I just got a call out of the blue from my aunt in Alaska. And I moved up there to run one of the largest cannabis retail and grows in the state of Alaska. So that's kind of where I am now. That is so cool. So how, so you got into it because you're, it's your aunt's company. Right. So she started it in like uh, 2017 and um, they've been kind of trudging along. They had some, um, you know, they got in some like legal things, but the thing is, is that the industry is so new that the people regulating it and the people running it, it's kind of like parents that don't know what they're doing with little kids, you know? Mm. So it's like, how do you do it? You make sure you don't chop the kid's head off. That's not how they learn a lesson. So they, they, they got spanked pretty hard, but then I went up there and kind of changed, turned the ship around. But do, in doing that, I realized that that's not really where my passion lied. My passion was in, in helping small businesses kind of get back on their feet and find things that they needed to do. And that's what I was able to do from October until, you know, about the middle of July with Canabasca and kind of got it set up. And then, you know, I walked away to do my own thing because I, you know, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy doing retail, even though I was making good money. I was just like, I, it was too easy. It was too comfortable almost, you know, I wanted, I like chaos. So yeah. Yeah. Thrive, thrive with a little bit of a fire under your exactly. ass. <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it makes me like kind of, it makes me uncomfortable when the situation is comfortable, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I definitely, I was just having this conversation with a friend that you have to have some level of discomfort in your life to really be able to grow. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a geographical move. It can be as much as just changing career paths and not, and not being afraid to do it either. I mean, my, like my biggest thing for me and you know, why I went to Alaska was that like I sat there, I was like, yeah, I had a really nice cushy salary job where I was playing Madden. It felt like all day, you know? And and I was like, why, why in the heck would I leave to go to Alaska? You know, it's dark and cold. I don't even like that. I was getting ready to retire to Phoenix. And, um, you know, and like, and I was just like, okay, 
in 50 years from now, and I look back at this, did I want to stay playing golf and Madden with Rockwell all my years? Or did I want to go and like, basically I was afraid of the regret that I was going to feel or potentially, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really what drives me is that if I sit there and look at a decision like, Oh, am I going to regret it if I didn't at least try this? Like, yep. Usually. Mm-hmm. So just do it, man. That's what I thought. Fear is a good driver. Fear, fear powers us to do some really insane things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So what are the best and worst things about living in Alaska? Um, the best, let's see, let's start with the worst. So the worst things are, um, there's not really like uh, a club scene. Like there's a downtown, but eh, you don't really want to go. Um, yeah. But, but there's, you know, it's first of all, the, the, the wintertime does suck. It, the darkness is there. Uh, they don't really plow the roads. They just let it ice over. And so you're kind of driving on an ice rink. I remember I first got there and I called my buddy Gettings and I'm driving down the road and like I try to put the brakes on and just start sliding, you know, and. I, you know, figure it out. And, and I, as I call him, you know, to tell him that I just about died, I wanted to tell my best friend here, you know, and he's like, Hey, I'll call you back. I'm about to tee off. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, man. Oh. <laughs> <I'm so pissed. laughs> he's in Phoenix. I'll call you back. I'm about to tee off. I just died on ice. And you're about to tee off in, in Glendale at 74 degrees. So yeah, that sucks. But right now I'm bragging to him because it's like 64 up there and it's 114 in Phoenix and he's having a trouble down there. Yeah, those are the worst things. I would say the best thing about it is the Duluth Trading Company. That's the number one thing about Alaska that I love the most. Uh, They have a physical location instead of having to order everything online. And all their clothes fit me, which is unheard of. Uh, That's amazing. The second thing is like the nature. Obviously, you can get out and fish and hike and, you know, just get away from people. Um, Yeah. and, And that helps me really to kind of just get away from the rat race you know to be able to say like up here in nature like nothing really matters it doesn't matter what you're doing in your career like what Susie thinks about you all that stuff it's like you're just up there in nature and you could get killed by a bear and anybody you know it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter so it helps me separate from you know feeling like social pressures or anxiety or whatever it just totally washes it away oh yeah totally so what would you say so okay let me let me get an idea of what a day in your life looks like so do you do a lot of computer work do you do a lot of driving uh so well right now i'm kind of trying to set up a statewide distribution centers um to be able to mirror what i was doing with rockwell but you know in my own kind of way in that i'm going to approach all the suppliers and say hey can i how can i solve save you money in your distribution and we figure it out from there. So these last couple of weeks, my day to day has kind of just been um, delivering product to all the different retails for a couple of suppliers and just kind of organically growing the business that way, being able to talk to people and use the, use the people that are allowing me to distribute their product and they're paying me to do it to kind of, you know, keep my self fed, I guess, clothed. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a ton of driving um, computers, yeah, especially in Alaska, where you only really you have to drive everywhere and you have to drive a long way around. But hopefully, I'm going to get to the yeah. point where I'm flying. So that's the goal. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, just get your own plane. Yeah. Hire a private pilot. No, yeah, that's like that's <laughs> see, see you in Paris. That's hopefully the that's you know next month. That's going to be a thing. So <laughs> really, wait, yeah. really, yeah. No, stop. Uh, yeah, I mean, so the, it's crazy up there, Tori. I'm telling you, everybody has a plane, and you can land on any road. It's a it's a runway. What? Yep. And so like, any of the public roads, they just look and oh, here comes a plane. They can just land. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want a plane so bad. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, but some of them are kind of like you know your uncle Larry's like 1994 Toyota, and you're just like, whew. I don't know if I want to get in here, Larry. Like, <laughs> if this thing stops working, we run into one of those mountains really hard and die. Takes a takes a little dose of gasoline, and the other half is whiskey. Yeah, yeah. No, we just get really high before we go. You know, <laughs> big bong rip. Get on the plane. Oh man. Well, I want to take a, a little shift and talk a little bit about like fitness and health, since that's kind of what this podcast is mostly geared toward. Uh-huh. Um, so. Alaska ships a lot of its food out there, as I understand. Do you find, how do you find your nutrition options living there? Well, I would say in the summertime, Alaska is very unique um, because you can go and harvest your own food. I mean, a lot of people are sitting there fishing for salmon. You know, they'll go out and pick 50 gallons of salmon berries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries. There's all kinds of like fresh produce in the summertime. In the wintertime, there is not. And it sucks. So, I mean, that you know, there's your your Kroger brand, Fred Meyer, that has a produce section, but it's shipped in, and it's not, it's just not quality, really. So, a lot of people would resort to buying big bags of frozen strawberries and such at Costco, and like putting in smoothies and things like that, you know. Hmm, gotcha. So, and and there's, I mean, there's some restaurants that are kind of geared towards like healthy options but there's mostly just a lot of like your pub food you know like sandwich shop kind of places up there that's kind of what they have so they don't have like nice cafes to go and get like a refreshing salad or you know places like that so gotcha just kind of like hearty homey food (laughs) okay cool cool and uh sleep is actually i really wanted to talk about this so sleep is a big thing a lot of my clients and myself Mm -hmm. struggle with but it's so important for progress and overall health in a place like alaska that has mostly daylight all summer how do you get quality sleep and how do you deal with like it being dark in the winter and having to get up during awkward hours i i mean it's you know, it's kind of about maintaining your schedule. I would say for me, I, I, I'm really good at sleeping. (laughs) So I, you know, I can just go and shut my eyes and be able to shut down. But I think that there's, there's a lot more that goes into our bodies and how sleep affects it and how much water we drink and being able to be in touch with those and understand when you're going to sleep, like, Hey, I have a headache when I wake up, guess what? 89% of the time is because you don't have enough water in your body. You know, so Mm. people, I I think it's awesome that you're doing this kind of stuff. And we're starting to talk about this a lot more because when I got went up there, I mean, I went up there to run a cannabis business and I didn't know shit about cannabis, really, you know, and I've done all this research about it. And I've come to the conclusion where I believe it's a necessary it's something necessary in our bodies for it to run just like water, just like sleep, 
you know? And so hmm. those, those three things are kind of like the trifecta of regulating your body and understanding what's wrong with it and being able to be productive, you know? So, yeah. Um, so that, that brings, that brings me to my next question of how do you feel cannabis can be helpfully incorporated into our lives? Like how, do, which people do you think would benefit most from it? Do you think there are people who should avoid it? Do you think it should be something that's in everyday use? I believe 100% that it's going to be something that's used more than ibuprofen by almost everybody in the country. It's, it is such a, like, okay. Smoking joints? No, that's that's different. But there's there's mm-hmm. applicators and you know capsules and things like that in very small micro doses of THC, CBD, CBG, all the different cannabinoids, you know, including the terpenes with CBD. And it, usually a one to one, you know, CBD to THC. If you if you're consuming that, that's exactly what your body needs to be able to fight any and you know any inflammation. And the thing about inflammation is that. When you get anxiety, stress, you know, your body hurts, when you have nausea, all of those things are caused by inflammation in your body. And cannabis is very good at being an anti-inflammatory. So that with water and sleep, I really believe you can solve almost any problem that you have in your body. Wow, that's really cool. What what would you say is the big difference between, because I, I, I actually get a lot of people that ask me this because I'm from Colorado and a lot of other places still haven't legalized, but I don't really know the, the professional answer. But what would you say is the difference between the effects of CBD versus actual cannabis? Like if you were to use something with THC topically versus like something just cbd like a cbd oil is there much of a difference do you think one is more effective than the other you just woke up the nerd (laughs) tell me Uh, tell me everything so there's there's (laughs) there's three there's three kinds of cannabis plants right there's cannabis ruderalis um, which is also called hemp and then there's cannabis sativa and cannabis uh, indica and so if you look at like your family genus species whatever i'm not sure which one's which but your cannabis ruderalis is the hemp and it has a lot more CBD cannabidiol is the actual name um, than THC. So when you're growing industrial hemp, you're growing cannabis ruderalis. If you're growing recreational marijuana is what they call it, right? You have cannabis indica and cannabis sativa. And all those are doing is describing the type of plant it is and where it comes from in the world. So indica plants are typically shorter, shrubbier plants that are found on the 30 degree laterals, um, north and south in like higher rockier altitudes like Colorado, Utah, you know, uh, the Kush Hindu Kush range. Um, and so those have properties in them that like myrcene, they're, they're called terpenes that give you more of those sedative and anti-inflammatory effects because of where they're found in the world. The sativa plants are taller and stretchier and they're found on the equator. Um, and they grow differently because they're, they're taller and they need more heat, more humidity. So those ones are going to have more of your um, osamine, your linalool, and those are the uplifting and creative um, terpenes that give you that effect when you consume that type of cannabis. So when you're asking about the difference between what CBD does to you and what THC does to you, well, they're both cannabinoids and they're both found in the same plant. And CBD is a, is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. THC is on the other end of the spectrum as the most psychoactive cannabinoid. 
And what it's doing in your brain is when you consume, THC is the catalyst. So it carries all of the beneficial properties of the cannabis plant, the CBD, you know, the CBGs, that one helps with your um, appetite. Um, And then the different terpenes that can help with your anti-inflammatories, your anti-nausea, all of those different things. And the THC carries that to your receptors where it's able to be um, transferred into an acid, I think. And then that kind of goes into your body, right? So when people are asking, should I use THC? Should I use CBD? The answer is straight CBD is good for you as an anti-inflammatory. But if it has the full spectrum, if it has THC in it, then it's going to be able to um, use that as a catalyst and be more gotcha. effective. So there's like, I've been seeing some research, like I follow a lot of very like sciencey people in the fitness industry. Cause a lot of people will take CBD for anxiety. Like I, I take it for anxiety. I have heard there is most definitely a placebo effect involved, especially when there are smaller doses, like 500 milligrams. Do you think that there's something to be said about just the, I guess, non-effectiveness, ineffectiveness of CBD in general, in general? As a, I, I, well, I would say that, I mean, we don't understand where anxiety really comes from, right? I mean, but I, I honestly believe, and this is another crazy cannabis conspiracy thing that I have, but. When people say, oh, I I smoke weed and I get anxious, I think that that's something that our body has evolved through with this plant for over 20,000 years to be able to figure out our insecurities and move past them. Because when you're feeling that anxiety, when you smoke, it's because you can't control what what you don't want people to know. And like you, you don't have that control. And so once you get that and you just you're just like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Then it turns into a creative high. And that's when, like, that is the best high for me. I've never, it's, it's a performance. Because I know it's a weird. lot of people so, that will be like, oh, I don't smoke because it makes me paranoid or it makes my anxiety worse. And I'm like, what? Yep. <laughs> it's true. No, it does that. But you have to be able to sit there and look at it and, and face that and be like, oh, okay. Like, this is, what, what am I anxious about right now? It, you, you will, you will know, like it, it manifests itself. You're right. You're like, why I'm not, you don't just feel anxious because you feel anxious because you're smoking weed. If you sit there, you're just like, Oh, okay. I'm feeling insecure about my, uh, haircut. Same. I don't know. I feel that. Thing. Like, <laughs> pe- you know, people feel that way. And I, I really think it's something that we can use to be able to overcome these things, overcome ADHD, overcome depression, overcome like, because again, mm-hmm. they're just inflammations in our brain. And our, our body has developed an endogenous cannabinoid receptor system, meaning it's natural. And it creates chemicals that replicate delta-9 THC to almost the T. So our body naturally needs these plants to function at the highest level. That's what I believe. And, and I, I think that everybody has their own, you know, different concoction that they need their own balance of cannabinoids their own balance of um different terpenes and things like that interesting so on that same subject like the fitness world is full of bullshit claims that people without any significant credentials have 
just simply made up. What are some common myths you hear about cannabis? Well, um, I mean, obviously the one like it just turns you into a lazy person. Like that's that's a big one. I, I guess one thing that that's interesting to me and I was trying to look up yesterday when, when you know, when we talked about this. But I mean, there, there's a lot of I think the biggest problem in the cannabis industry is that the the, the research that's done. Um, Sanjay Gupta said this, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, he said 94 percent of the trials for cannabis we're looking for something harmful, you know, and 6% were looking for the benefits. So they were basically saying like, okay, if you smoke this in, in 94% of the studies, then mm. they were trying to figure out what bad thing happened to you. And so it's tough for me when I'm looking at that kind of stuff to say, you know, yeah, okay. Like it, it causes um, a memory loss when you're high. Yeah. Because your brain is doing other stuff. Like right. it's not thinking about memory. And one thing that really bothers me is like when people say uh, there's cannabis dependency and when you stop using, then you feel these side effects of um, being irritable, having less hunger, uh, being more depressed, being more anxious. And I, I look at that and I say, those are the benefits of using cannabis. How can you tell me that not using it uh-huh. gives you those negative side exactly effects? Like it blows me away. when I so, read like studies done in the fitness industry or like, you know, it's, it's so important just in any industry, I think, to look at studies with a very skeptic eye and know what they're testing for, how mm-hmm. big the sample size is. If it's a group of like 10 people, I mean, that study can basically be useless if it's done on 10 people like that just right. is not yeah. enough evidence to make a proper claim about something so i think i agree i mean i agree with you i think there's a lot to do with perspective and what angle that study is actually going towards it's right. yeah and how they word it you know i mean there was one that came out the other day in like cb cnbc where it said there's a uh, 20, 29% increase in emergency room visits for, in Colorado because of, uh, cannabis, what? like toxicity and like, yeah. And so first of all, that has a problem. I have a problem with that as a data scientist because 29% increase of what, if it's a 29% increase of one, that's 2.9. Idiots. Like that's, you know, that's not a big deal. So like that article, when it's written, it doesn't say it, you know, it increased from 10,000 by 29% to whatever, you know, I didn't want to do the math there, but it, I, you need the number to see. So a lot of the, the reports that are put out are just clickbait articles that are just like cannabis is bad because it's doing this. Well, the data is just very, very skewed and it's, and you can skew mm-hmm. it to That's make it like look however my, you want. My biggest tiff right now is the, uh, anti-sugar movement going on that I guess has perpetually been going on but the the thing about sugar is that you can have sugar like you sugar is not the make or break for weight loss or weight gain when calories are the same so if you ate the same amount of calories in a high sugar diet versus a low sugar diet as long as calories are equated sugar doesn't mean a damn thing but everyone's like i gotta cut out sugar and like people may see results from cutting out sugar because it's putting them into an energy deficit but this whole anti-sugar thing it's just man i could go on about it so so i mean because isn't it an electrolyte too to be able to like process 
sugar is the, yeah, you know, I mean, we need it to be able sugars. to process, carbs, don't we? Like, carbs are exactly sugars and glucose, glucose is your body's yeah. favorite energy. It's what your brain lives off of, your red blood cells. I mean, you need simple sugars, whether that comes from, you know, actual, you know, sugar in a cracker or, you know, sugar from fruit or, I mean, they're all sugars. They're not technically classified as that, but carbohydrates are essentially sugars. And so I just don't, I just don't know why people are demonizing them, man. Like have the bread. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Have the bread, but not the icy. You don't want the icy. Oh my God. Well, this has been great. This has been awesome good first run i think i think we should do this again Thanks, soon because i'm sure people will have questions about yeah this because it's a hot topic i i like i'm very very passionate about talking about it and like i said i i really believe in the next five years people are going to see you know what I, I really believe my biggest theory is that understanding cannabis and how it's impacting our bodies is going to fundamentally shift the way that we live in with each other. It's going to understand how mental illness, it's going to help us understand homelessness. It's going to help us understand all this stuff that we've kind of been pushing to the side. And it's because we as human beings need these plants. So, so interesting. I can't yeah, wait to talk fun. more about this. Well, real quick, before we end this call, um, where can everyone find you on social, on the internet, where? Uh, well, I'm working on building a website, but my Instagram is just um, at SWAT Solves, S-W-O-T, um, S-O-L-V-E-S. That's my business um, kind of name. But I'm working on building the, the conspiracy and talking more about um, all, you know, what cannabis is going to do when we kind of implement it into Way society. Cool. Awesome. So, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, we'll be in touch soon. We'll have another call soon. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this, Jake. Absolutely. I'll talk to you yeah, later. Of course. Thanks, Tori.